0: Hey guys and welcome to the very first episode ever of Content and Caffeine. My name is Kaya Ismail, I'm your host and I wanted to take this opportunity because it's the first episode to introduce Content and Caffeine to you, to tell you a bit about what we'll be talking about every week, why we're talking about it and you know where the idea come from. For the last six years I've been working in the software industry as a journalist, consultant and more recently as an agency owner. Every single day, I'm interacting with the marketers and the content creators in the software space, and I'm learning so much. And I know for a fact that the broader software world will also learn from what these guys are doing every day, their thought processes, what they're doing on a monthly basis, a yearly basis, and everything in between. So I want this podcast to be a place where those people come to express their views, their, uh, to share their knowledge, their experience, and to talk about the latest content marketing trends. Hopefully I can learn something from them, hopefully you can learn something from them, and hopefully the broader software world from the bootstrapped startup all the way up to the enterprise software vendor who are looking to make their voice the loudest in this space and make their thought leadership the most respected in this space. Hopefully everybody can benefit. So without further ado, here's episode one. It's with Deepak Shukla, who's an agency owner himself. His agency is called Pearl Lemon, and he knows a thing or two about video.
1: Hey guys and welcome to the very first episode of Content and Caffeine. Today I'm joined by Deepak Shukla, the founder of Pearl Lemon, an SEO and lead generation agency. Now, anyone who follows Deepak on social media knows that he knows a thing or two about content and video content especially. He's a, he's a serial entrepreneur with over 19 million core views, 250,000 YouTube views, 15,000 Udemy students, he's delivered a TEDx talk, he's recorded documentaries, he's run marathons, the list goes on and on and on, Does it, doesn't it, D-Mac? <laughs> Sorry, I'll let that's
2: you continue.
1: When's <laughs> the next marathon? That's what I want to ask you.
2: Okay, so next marathon is this Sunday, it's in Hamburg. Okay. And yeah, so that's this weekend, and that will be training indeed for an ultramarathon the weekend after. Yeah, that's going to be pretty tough. Uh, I, d- I don't know how you do
1: it, mate. I could not do marathons. I don't know how you do it, but uh, that is a very impressive uh, bio you've got going on there. We're going to jump straight into, straight into some questions here, and it's an easy one to start off with. <laughs> it's about, it's about <laughs> coffee. So my very first question to you is an easy one. It's, what's your favourite coffee, what's your favourite caffeinated drink, actually? You're going to make it a bit broader for you. What's your favourite caffeinated drink, <laughs> and what's the name of your favourite coffee spot in the entire world?
2: Oh, wow, dude, what a great question. Okay, so my favourite coffee probably is Black Whites. I am not black, I can't drink black coffee. So I do like coffee that's got much more of a kind of milk content and then a little bit like, you know, an espresso shot. Uh, I did really used to like mochas until I discovered it's just basically hot chocolate with a shot of coffee. And I was like, I can't have a hot chocolate like three or four times a day. That was very naive of me. I was like, oh, wow, this tastes really good. And I realized it's hot chocolate. So that was a bit devastating. (laughs) And then in terms of what I just did, I just have like Nescafe kind of instant kind of crap at home, to be honest with you. I tried some Colombian bean stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Then it came and I realized that you needed to crush your beans and I didn't I'm really a bit kind of dense when it comes to, like, <laughs> pre- coffee preparation. I'm horrendous. I just nuke stuff in the microwave. Ain't That's no all i do. For that. And then my favorite coffee place would be, I mean, I guess it's Jaffa Bakehouse yeah. here, Fulham Broadway, just because it's, like, outside of my house. Okay. But, dude, I, I really, I still really like Costa. Like, yeah. I lived in Italy for several months, and I've tried a bunch of places. The best black whites that I have are flat white with honeycomb, I think, and you okay. can get it from Costa, oh, wow. the place that, uh, there's a little Italian joint in Turin but, oh, no, in Alberobello, There was this mind-blowing place that we went to see. Was this place where they have these little kind of mason houses relate back to, like, maybe the 18th, 19th century, and I went there with my missus, and it was up this little hill, and there's just this joint on the corner, and I was like, oh, I have my usual, so I, I have flat lights wherever I go. And, oh, my God, the milk that they have there from the local cows, it blew my mind, dude. It was amazing, and even... Daniela, she doesn't drink coffee, she doesn't like coffee. Dude, she drank my whole, she practically drank my whole coffee, which blew my mind. She was yeah, like, oh, yeah. wow, this is me. So, yeah, dude, that would actually be my favourite place.
1: Okay, if I'm ever in, is it Turin, did you say?
2: So, Turin does a good place, um, but that place is called Al Just look it up, and then I'll have to find the name of the place. Yeah,
1: I'll shoot you a message, mate, and give you a headache that day if I'm ever there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's jump into the juicy stuff now. So, video content. Now, I know you're a big fan of video content. Anyone who follows you knows that. So why don't you start off telling us a little bit about how you use video to to drive conversions at Pearl Lemon and where you use video. Is it just in marketing or do you use it elsewhere?
2: Yeah, sure. Good question, dude. So guys, listen, one of the first things I'll say, right, is I have not gone viral on video at all. not that I have millions of subscribers. I think I've got 1,200 subscribers on my YouTube channel. But to be honest with you, I think a lot of them are... Because I've been doing YouTube on and off for multiple years. I think a lot of those subscribers are dead. I think that, you know, it's not a hugely engaged channel, but video is massive for me and why it's massive for me because it massively helps drive conversions so i use video where do i use video i use video for work um so i'll produce videos where i'll i think you were there kaya the other day dude when i was making all those that was in a Costa. i've in a couple of videos in mcdonald's i kind of do videos on the fly they just scale trust mm. right people watch me or people want to do some very super quick due diligence and it's really important because then people get a sense of, okay, this is who Deepak is, this is what he does, this is what he's about. And it's also the place that I direct people to when I'm like, look, you know, go ahead and do some due diligence, like Google me, check me out on YouTube, and it's, and it's, it's extremely powerful. And, you know, I've had multiple clients that said, oh, I really like this video that you did or, you know, Deepak, I watched your videos and I thought, right, you're the person that I want to reach out to. So video has, has been significant to me, dude, and I've used it both professionally and personally.
1: Yeah. So when you do use it for, for work, I mean, I've seen you put regular videos up onto LinkedIn, for example, but I've also yeah. seen you use it sort of internally as like a, a training tool for some of, your, some of your employees. Is that right?
2: As we've already discussed, that's how I use it for clients. So typically, um, if there's any opportunity, if I ever get asked a question more than a couple of times, I will do my best, and, and I don't do a great job of it to be honest with you. Turn it into a video. I'm like, this is an interesting FAQ. Let me just turn this into a video. Everyone consumes content differently. There's totally a bunch of people that probably say, Deepak, I've never watched, you know, I've never watched a video of yours in my life, but but that's fine. So that's how I use it to turn FAQs into videos. How I use it internally is I typically am not a fan of meetings. So I will record a video to demonstrate a problem or to, you know, create a quick how-to. And then I have an intranet, basically, dude. So I stand up. I have videos. I unlist them on YouTube. I write the word like, for example, intern or team or VA at the front. So when I can search them on YouTube on my channel, it's easy to find them. And then I embed them into a Google site. And then what happens is when I hire generalists, for example, virtual assistants or anybody, I'll say, look, spend, I'm going to pay you for six hours, go through all of that content. And then I'm going to quickly quiz you. Um, and then what I do to quiz them is I say, right, tell me about this tool and I'll get them to send me a voice note immediately and I expect there to be no delay. So that's kind of a loop that I'll follow to ensure that kind of there's little to no bullshit.
1: Yeah, OK. A lot of my clients or, and people in general have told me that video is a big step for, for them. Some of them are just not comfortable in front of the camera, even if it's not live. Just, they just they can't get themselves to relax. So what tips do you have for somebody like that in that situation who wants to produce video content but just they can't relax in front of the camera?
2: Stop being a sissy, guys. I mean, <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? Like, take a deep breath or go go at it slowly or look, you know, ugh, there's everyone knows kind of the process involved. The fear is, you know, is in your mind. It's not real. I think you just got to – it sounds simple. You've just got to do it. You've got to rip off the Band-Aid. You've got to jump in kind of head first. You've got to just hit record. You've got to not worry about, you know, the edit or you've got to recognize that no one really cares, right? Most people, you know, I don't think there's, you know, most people don't watch any of my videos ever. Certainly none of my mates watch any of my videos and that's fine. When you think about that, hopefully it will help you recognize that the person who cares most about that video is you. And honestly, even the client who's going to buy from you, they'll typically watch maybe two minutes of a video and they'll flip through bits of it and be like, okay, cool, this is what you do. And then that's it. So um, I'd say that, you know, just do it. Hit record. And, you know, if a video goes out and it's perfect, it means that you've shipped it too late. Okay. It means there's already someone else who's ahead of you who's created a little bit of a ghetto video that's being a bit of a playmaker and a thought leader. You know, Reed Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, said that, you know, if you ship a, if you ship content or if you ship a product and it's perfect, it means that you've shipped it too late. You know, there's guys at the top of their game that are saying, you know, look at Gary Vaynerchuk. The guy, you know, the guy does videos. He does high end videos, but he also does videos where it's just him on his phone taking a selfie video. So I think that process, it's, it's, it's just do it,
1: just do it. Yeah. Affection is the enemy of progress comes to mind, right? Ah, nice.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah,
1: and it leads me on to my next thing. I mean, a lot of brands, they see video as something that can easily go wrong. You know, they want it to be perfect. They want, they, they've got this notion in their head that it needs to be like a Hollywood production. And when it isn't, when it is just sort of done on their mobile phones as a selfie video, they cool. just, even if they are comfortable enough in, the, in front of the camera, they can't bring themselves to put that very amateurish video out there because they feel like it will affect their brand. They feel like it's not, you know, compared to our our blog, compared to our very well-polished Facebook post and LinkedIn post. It just looks very amateurish. But is there an element of just, you know what, you've just got to embrace the messiness of video a little bit, especially at the beginning, because, you know, getting that message across in that medium is worth looking, you know, a little bit unpolished. Is that the case?
2: I think the new perfection is unpolished, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I think that people will see through... Everyone's got a bullshit radar, right? Mm. Don't ever think that no one can work out how much kind of post-production or rehearsal has gone into a script, right? Everybody yeah. kind of... every Everybody knows. So that's number one. I think number two, that, you know, you need people to know your name. So while mm. you're worrying, while you're scared, while you're fearful, while you're not producing video, there's guys like you and there's guys like me that are pushing out content. And this is a new wave. So... You guys just better keep up because there's going to be people out there that are just smashing YouTube with content. And you know what? I'd rather people know my name and see the value that I bring even if the video isn't perfect or this could be slightly better or that yeah. could be, you know, the edit or the lighting or the background or, you know, jerky video yeah. or whatever it might be. Like, guys, if you've got a message that's important, share that message because I'll tell you what, if your video's perfect but your message is trash. It won't mean anything. And if you think, well, Deepak, you know, my message is perfect, so therefore I want my video to be perfect like everything else. Well, guys, by the time that you ship one video, I'm going to have shipped 15, mm. and I'm just going to kill you with volume.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. You're killing it on LinkedIn these days, and you've been doing it for a while. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your LinkedIn goals and how video content is actually helping you reach those. So, for example, is, is video? do you see video content performing better than just content without video, for example, on LinkedIn?
2: Sure. Depends what the metric is, right? So video content is better for closing versus written content. Written content is easier to produce. People can consume it quicker. It requires less engagement on the part of the recipient. Yeah. For so someone to sit and allow a video to buffer if they're, you know, jumping onto a tube and they see you in their news feed or to even pop it up on their laptop at home and play through it, it requires a little bit more involvement. So I think that, you know, video can help you build more meaningful relationships but it really depends upon what you're trying to do. The biggest thing I'd say is consistency, right? I'm, I'm consistent on LinkedIn, right? And most people just aren't. That's just the blunt, blunt truth of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's got to a stage now where I don't do any actually outbound engagement on LinkedIn because I'll get 30 friend requests a day or whatever. And then that's enough. It continues. To, I do my status updates, whether it's video, whether it's LinkedIn status updates, uh, text or video, sorry. Yeah. I get people that add me. I get 20 30 a day. I accept everybody. I have some standardized links that I send to everybody. Here's my Facebook group. Here's, you know, this is what I do for business. This is where you can check me out. What's up, dude? You know, thanks for the request of connecting. Can I do anything specific for you? That's the kind of standard message I send to everybody unless they send me a personalized message. And it's kind of ever-increasing upward loop. So for people that, you know, are asking or wondering how do you do it, guys, you know, come back to me at the stage when you've demonstrated that you've done 60 days in a row of content and that you're, for example, actively adding 10 people per day with a personalized message in your network. The, the basics aren't that hard. The, the hard part is doing them, and yeah. that's what most people fail at, to be honest
1: with you. I love it. I love it. You're 100% right. Okay, let's move on to our quick fire round. Three quick questions for you. Try to keep the, the answers as short and as sweet as possible. That's the beauty of this round, I think. What's your favorite social media platform and why?
2: Oh, gosh. LinkedIn. It's B2B and um, I'm already doing well on it, so why wouldn't it be my (laughs) favourite? Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, second question is, whose content do you consume the most right now?
2: Um, Grant Cardone. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, so I've just finished reading The 10X Rule. Now I'm reading Be Obsessed or Be Average. I'm going to go through all of his books, and then I'm going to move to his video. He's amazing because I believe in immersion therapy, and the guy's worth 750 mil or whatever. But, But what's different about him is he's an entertainer. Love him or hate him. Grant Cardone is an entertainer. So listening to stuff is so much more engaging than listening to Zig Ziglar because (laughs) Grant Cardone's fun and he's in your face. And that keeps me engaged all the way through. Zig Ziglar's content might be better, but I don't finish. So that's the difference. Cool.
1: And what's the most helpful piece of advice who want to start producing content that makes an impact?
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Don't write for SEO. Write Mm. for humans. Uh, okay. remember on the other side of that screen there's a person who's trying to really get some value from what you're writing, so don't make it generic, think about tools, tricks tips and tactics, and that will help you win the SEO game win the engagement game, win the content game, you know, if you want to do your 10 tips to grow LinkedIn, anybody <laughs> can do that, so I'd say that you know, writing for humans, writing is you do for caffeine and content, right? As storms you would say, keep it real Yeah. keep it real Yeah, I love that, I love that, okay
1: Deepak, where can people find you online? What's the easiest place to, to get in touch with you?
2: Absolutely. So, um, guys, if you Google Pearl Lemon, like a pearl around your neck, you can obviously just look up our links there. The other thing is just Google my name, Deepak Shukla. I'm sure Kyle will put it into a link somewhere. Yeah. But, but just, go- guys, Google me and then just choose whatever, you know, self-order. Choose, choose how you want to connect with me. It's fine.
1: Excellent. Deepak, thanks very much for coming on today.
2: I do. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
1: Great. Thank you.
0: Guys, thank you for listening to Content and Caffeine. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to share it with your friends and your colleagues. And please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or whichever app you're listening to us on. If you're looking for show notes, head over to wordify.co forward slash podcast. And I'll see you again next week.